This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Good morning, Dan and Amy. The Democrat Socialist Party, the party of infanticide. That's uh, not me doing it or even saying it. That's uh, the governor of Virginia, Ralph Northam, former pediatric neurologist. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, And uh, a member of, uh, well, a couple members of Virginia's House of Delegates, but the sponsor of particular uh, legislation to remove any impediments from killing a child that was born alive. Her name is Kathy Tran. Here's uh, her back and forth on the floor of the House of Delegates discussing the implications of her legislation. Yep, I don't think we have a limit in the bill. Where it's obvious that a woman is about to give birth, she has physical signs of, um, that she is about to give a birth. Would that still be a point at which she could request an abortion if she was so certified? She's dilating. Uh, Mr. Chairman, that would be a, you know, a decision that the doctor, the physician, and the woman would I understand would make that. I'm that asking point. if your bill allows that. My bill would allow that, yes. Ooh. Ralph Northam, yeah. the governor, was asked about Representative Trans bill, Delegate Trans bill, on a local radio show. Here's what he had to say. So in this particular example, uh, if a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, the infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. So, so I think this was really blown out of proportion. Uh, but again, we want the government not to be involved in these types of decisions. We want <laughs> the decision to be made by uh, the, the mothers and their providers. And, and this is why Julie, that legislators, most of whom are men, by the way, shouldn't be telling a woman what she should and shouldn't be doing with her body. So these are healthy babies that are born and they're keeping the baby comfortable while the mom decides whether or not she wants to kill it? Not necessarily healthy. But But I'm I'm just trying to wrap wrap my head around this. No, not necessarily healthy. Has a a, uh, disability. (sighs) Uh, men, men, of course, shouldn't be all of the all of the uh, platitudes that the that. Democrats use. Men shouldn't be involved. No, men so, shouldn't tell women what they sh- could do with their bodies. Should men be involved in the raising of the children then, or no? The government's got that too, I suppose. Government does shouldn't be involved. Men do father children. I always tell my friends. Uh, government shouldn't be involved. Woman's body. All of the uh, the anodyne arguments to obfuscate the gruesome reality that you're talking about infanticide. Currently, Virginia law requires three physicians to agree that a third trimester abortion is necessary because the life of, because the mother's life or health would be jeopardized. And the or health is always the um, exception that uh, you know, basically blows the door wide open. The uh, Repeal Act, Representative Delegate Trans Repeal Act, would have only required the mother and the physician be in agreement. So the mother's demanding it, and the physician, her physician would agree, disagree? 
Mm-hmm. And so that's what Northam is commenting on. Uh, Mike Pence has responded to this in writing, Vice President. He wrote a nice op-ed. In shocking testimony, the delegate admitted that even when it was obvious the child was about to be born in the 40th week of pregnancy, even in the midst of active labor, the proposed law would allow for the child to be aborted so long as a single doctor approves. Uh, He makes mention, as the vice president, of the celebration a little bit north last week in New York. Lighting up the lighting up one World Trade Center in celebration for abortion on demand right up until birth at the at the base of the same one world one World Trade Center that was bathed in pink last week to mark the passage of New York's law is the September 11th memorial. There, the names of all who died in the horrific terrorist attack 18 years ago are etched in stone, including the 11 unborn children we lost along with their expectant mothers. Did you know that? Our commitment to the inalienable right to life is as sure as the stone in which those names are etched and our administration and our movement will continue to fight until our nation once again recognizes and celebrates the sanctity of all human life. You want to tell me again how the left is in the business of uh, safe, legal and rare? Does anybody believe that? Anybody. You want to tell me again about uh, the left's humanity? No, I, I want to hear from somebody. I know I won't because people don't like to be exposed as the ghouls they are or they don't like to have to follow the implications of the positions they're taking. They just want to continue navel-gazing and repeating the same tired sophistry that you heard from Governor Northam. Uh, you think this is new? Or has this always been where this goes? 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro answer line, 64636-DA, turnkey.pro text line. You familiar with Peter Singer? Peter Singer is a uh, bioethics professor at Princeton. And uh, he is the best example, most on example of where utilitarianism goes, which is what, uh, by the way, the left propagates, and many on the center-right fall prey to it. The most amount of happiness for the most amount of people. That's how, that's the mind's eye through which all decisions should be made, right? Hmm. Is it? Here's Peter Singer on the topic. When the death of a disabled infant will lead to the birth of another infant with better prospects of a happy life, the total amount of happiness will be greater If the disabled infant is killed, the loss of the happy life for the first infant is outweighed by the gain of a happier life for the second. Therefore, if killing the hemophilic infant has no adverse effect on others, it would, according to the total view, be right to kill him. Welcome to Philosophy 101. (laughs) College campus is everywhere, and it's been like that for 30 years, unbeknownst to most everybody. I remember because I was exposed to it at Northwestern, great institution of higher learning. Yeah. Peter Singer, by the way, you think this is the end? Or it, and, and because now you've got uh, Virginia politicians trying to do damage control, one of the co-sponsors uh, <laughs> has apologized 
Dawn Adams, delegate, Democrat from Richmond, she made a mistake. She didn't read Kathy Tran's bill that would allow abortion in the third trimester, so now she's off it because of the firestorm. You think they won't come back here? They're coming back, and they're not stopping there. Peter Singer, 1993. You know, these ideas have a basis somewhere. It's not just one loony left delegate in Virginia that comes up with this out of whole cloth. In 1993, Peter Singer suggested that no newborn should be considered a person until 30 days after birth. And that attending physicians should kill some disabled babies on the spot. Uh, Five years later, he was appointed to the post he holds at Princeton University. (laughs) Uh, Isn't that great? In 1979, Peter Singer, quote, Human babies are not born self-aware or capable of grasping that they exist over time. They are not persons. The life of a newborn is of less value than the life of a pig, a dog, or chimpanzee, unquote. Quote, the life of a newborn is of less value than the life of a pig, a dog, or a chimpanzee, unquote. You think Peter Singer's alone in that belief? He's utilitarian, just like those politicians we like to support here. Uh, the nice thing about Singer, though, is he's honest where the politicians who pretend to have humanity be concerned about every human being's dignity are dishonest. And, of course, people buy the dishonesty. Uh, here, Singer rejects birth as, re- as a relevant dividing line between person and non-person. He agrees with pro-life advocates that there is no ontologically significant difference between the fetus and the newborn. Thank you, Peter Singer. And then he goes on to take the position of the pro-abortion left to its logical conclusion. The liberals, quoting Singer... The liberal search for a morally crucial dividing line between the newborn baby and the fetus has failed to yield any event or stage of development that can bear the weight of separating those with a right to life from those who lack such a right. So a baby born with Down syndrome in Virginia under this legislation, mom says, I took the chance that the baby wouldn't be born with Down syndrome He has been born with Down syndrome. Doctor, kill him. And if the doctor agreed, that baby would be killed under this proposal in Virginia. And here's the the Peter Singer piece of it, which you should share, is the philosophical underpinning of the pro-abort left for the last four decades. And obviously, though many who are pro-lifers know, Planned Parenthood, founded by Margaret Sanger, uh, you... uh, eugenicist, ghoul, Hitlerian. It's all about somebody else's, other human beings' existence is predicated on somebody else's happiness. That's utilitarianism taken to its logical extreme. Thank you, Peter Singer, bioethics professor, for helping us get there. Remember Frank Stevens? Uh, we I made fun of Ashton Kutcher yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank him today. Ironically, Ashton Kutcher happened upon this uh, video of Frank Stevens's testimony before 
a congressional committee a couple of years ago uh, imploring Congress to continue funding research for persons with Down syndrome, you know, research into the, the disease, um, but also making the case that um, people with Down syndrome are people. Right. Since that's been lost in the uh, culture of death that permeates the Western world, if somebody has a disability, kill them. Some people believe and act in accordance with. Uh, Kutcher posted Frank Stevens's incredible testimony on his Facebook page. And, you know, it turns out Ashton Kutcher is sort of popular. So it got around fast. Good. So good for him. Frank Stevens, though. Think about Frank Stevens when you're thinking about and what he has to say, which we'll play again here momentarily, and what he has to say, or think about him, his testimony, in the context of what has been proposed in Virginia, what has been enacted in New York, what is being said by Governor Spaulding here in Illinois, that he wants Illinois to be the uh, most pro-abortion state in the country. That's what he's saying. I'm, he uses euphemisms. I'm just laying it straight. Now, of course, Bruce Ron already beat him to the punch. But I guess he could take the Peter Singer approach and say, you know, until you're, you can work outside the home, as long as you're eligible to stay on your parents' insurance, they can take you out if you become a source of unhappiness. How about that? You won't move out of the basement. They won't get off their gaming devices. Doctor. Frank Stevens, uh, who's a special Olympian, and uh, a gentleman with Down syndrome testifying before Congress. I don't feel I should have to justify my existence. But, but to those who question the value of people with Down syndrome, I would like, I would make three points. First, we, 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 are, we are a medical gift to society, a blueprint for, for medical research into cancer, Alzheimer's, and immune system disorders. Second, we are in an unusually powerful source of happiness. A Harvard-based study has discovered that people with Down syndrome, as well as their parents and siblings, are, are happier than society at large. Surely happiness is, is worth something. Finally, we are the, we are the canary in the, eugenics, in the eugenics coal mine. We are giving the world a chance to think about the ethics of choosing which humans get a chance at life. So we are helping to defeat cancer and Alzheimer's. And we make the world a happier place. Is there, is there really no place for us in the, the, in the, the, the world? And um, how smart is Frank Stevens? Uses the utilitarian awesome. argument right against him. Jiu-jitsu yeah. move. I love it. So uh, 
you know, for the shame culture in which we live and all your virtue-signaling neighbors and those in your social circles? Let them know that uh, voting for Democrats, particularly in places like Illinois or Virginia or New York or California, is voting for infanticide and nothing short of it. Do you have the guts to do that? It's the truth. You have the guts to tell the truth? Tony on the South Side, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Amy Lamb. This is genocide. And here's one thing I wanted to point out that gets lost on these people that are interviewing these knuckleheads. Is it a fact that the liberal left says that abortion is part of a woman's reproductive rights? So let me ask this question. Once the baby is born and out of the womb, how does that impact the reproductive rights? I don't get this. This is ridiculous. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. Thanks, Tony. Chris and Waukegan. Yeah, you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg. All this reflects the eventual end game of where liberalism leads, and that's Nazi Germany. They had a policy before they actually started actively killing Jewish people and gypsies in the concentration camps. It was a philosophy called life unworthy of life, where they would euthanize mentally ill people yeah. in special institutions in Nazi Germany. Left-wing thought always travels down this very scary path. And, uh, and listen to this. The three groups of people that were most, uh, most influenced by Nazi thought before the Nazis took over were the journalists, the educators, and the entertainers. Isn't it funny how uh, life uh, or history repeats itself? Thank you very much. Thanks, Chris. Megan in Evanston. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Great show. Just three points. Number one, where's the Catholic Church? Why are they not speaking out on that? Number two, of course men are for this because they abdicate the responsibility of being a father. And four, it's all about power. Thanks, you guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Megan. Tom in Blue Island. Morning, Dan and Amy. Been waiting for this one. Uh, On the file of you can't make this stuff up, the same day this lady, Kathy Tran, who's a mother of four, proposed this, she proposed a bill to protect a caterpillar. Incredible stuff. (laughs) And to the anti-mothers out there with their war faces on, screaming, my body, my choice, You've been given the most important job in the history of mankind, and you're mucking it up. Have a good day, you guys. Not Amy. Thanks, Tom. Connect with Dan and Amy using the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile.